You are listening to Lions Unchained, the podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Friend, do you trust God to deliver in the areas you have need of? Do you sometimes find it difficult to trust a God you can't see? Well, we as believers walk by faith, not by sight, and he most certainly is to be trusted because the scripture attests to his trustworthiness. Sometimes circumstances make it seem like God didn't come through for us, or perhaps in the timing that we had in mind, or perhaps you were surprised by the way in which God answered your prayer. Today, we will look at some scriptures about trusting God and believing for his best when we pray. Always bear in mind when you pray that your loving Heavenly Father always has his son or daughter's best interests at heart. The trouble is, when we pray, sometimes we have ideas of how we want our prayers answered. We need to be careful because false expectations can lead to woundings. When we pray, we need to believe. We don't need to know how or when God is going to answer our prayers. That is up to him, not you. We must always approach God with a contrite heart in the practice of petition, expecting God's best for us in any given situation and trusting he has our best interests at heart. We also need to be patient for his timing in answering our prayers. A recent classic example of this was when my wife and I were believing God for a house. We had saved enough money for the down payment. We put the application in. We'd done everything we could in the natural. I had my heart set on a specific house that I had visited. I really wanted that house really badly. I really believed God was going to let me have it. I had faith for it. But the bottom line is this. The house I really wanted didn't end up coming our way. I had my heart set on the idea that God was giving me that specific house and I knew he was able to. I didn't doubt it for one minute, but I found myself very disappointed when the news broke about the house going to another family. After getting quiet before the Lord, I remonstrated and made it clear I wasn't a happy camper about this disappointing news. After some time, when I got quiet and listened, he spoke to me and he said, Son, what was wrong with that house? I answered that there was nothing wrong with it. I was ready to move in. He asked again, Son, what was wrong with that house? After some time, he made it clear that there was plenty wrong with that house, as it was not my heart's desire, but I was actually compromising my desire by trying to go after it. Friend, I was selling myself short. When I compared this house to the list of my heart's desire, there were several items missing off the list. To cut a very long story short, I let go, I cast my care, and placed the whole thing on God, because you know, as buying houses can be quite stressful, I just knew that he had a better plan. The point is, we can compromise God's perfect choice for us by settling for what is good. Someone once said that good is the enemy of best, and that is very valuable insight. We have to be patient and trust God in order for us to see his perfect choice manifest. That, my friends, is the difficult part as we get antsy in the waiting period prior to the manifestation of what we've prayed for. The scripture always states that it is through faith and patience that Abraham inherited the promise, not through faith alone. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 talk about this. Only three weeks later, the Lord opened up a wonderful opportunity for us to purchase an amazing home that fulfilled literally every desire of my heart. 
God is good. We had distinct favor in the purchasing process with the seller and the lender and so on and so on. God made it clear that this house was his perfect choice for us and his choice far surpassed the house I originally set my heart upon. God indeed had a better plan all along. What he's done for me, he can do for you, friend, because he is not a respecter of persons. I just needed to trust him with it. I just needed to cast my care and let him do his thing. He is such an awesome, majestic, kind, and wonderful God. He knows what's best for us, even when we don't. Remember, the Father always has our best interests at heart when we pray, and he knows his children intimately. Remember the famous passage, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Friend, we need to trust the Lord no matter what circumstances look like. We also have to realize God wants what is best for us, and sometimes we compromise for what seems to be good instead of waiting for his best. Trust must be emphatic in God, and trust means giving something now with an expectation that it will be repaid, possibly in some unspecified way at some unspecified time in the future. There is no better way to show evidence of trusting in him than the words that proceed out of our mouth and our actions. The mouth must be controlled if we are willing to see the vision that God has for us. Just as no one will go to heaven against their will, neither will God's vision manifest without our cooperation with him. I'd like to share one of my favorite scriptural passages with you right now about trusting God. And this is Romans chapter 15 verse 13 in the NLT. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me talk to you real quick now about the grounds for trusting God. Why do we trust him? Because of his power, because of his strength, because of his salvation, because of his providence, because he is the very definition of trustworthy. That's why we trust him. But how do we express our trust towards him? We praise him. We thank him. We worship him. We persevere in faith. We hold on to God's promises. And what are the many benefits of doing so? What are the benefits of trusting him? We have peace, security, protection from danger, prosperity, strength, and long life. You know, one time I asked the Lord, how do I know I am trusting you? What is the evidence that I'm trusting you? What is the fruit of it? Now, he didn't answer immediately, but as I settled down and got quiet, he whispered these words to me. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. And here it is, friend, the answer of whether you are trusting God or not right now. Here it is. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Friend, if you are trusting God right now, you should feel rest. You should feel peace. If you've lost your peace, you need to get back on track. Seek God and find out why you've lost it. I'm not talking about being bummed out about the Broncos game. I'm talking about a deep-seated, unsettled feeling in your heart that needs to be resolved. You need to know where you're at in the kingdom of God because the Bible talks of the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We should always want God's perfect will for our lives in every area as he knows what's best for us. We need to seek it out, however. We need to ask him, Lord, I want your perfect will. The right kind of prayer should allow him to do his perfect will in our lives and seek his guidance whenever a decision needs to be made. Sometimes we proceed presumptively and settle for his acceptable will, but we should not be hasty and always seek him for the best. 
The key is not being frustrated as God's perfect will involves what's best for us from his perspective, not ours. I remember what Brother Hagen said many years ago, and it's always stuck with me. He pretty much said this, and I might be paraphrasing a bit, but he effectively said, I'd rather be one step behind God than two steps in front. Think about that for a moment, friend. There is so much wisdom in that statement. Walking with God is like doing the tango. Not that I'm very good at the tango. But my point is that we make a step. God takes a step. We make a step. God makes another step. And there are times when it feels like you've made five or six steps and God has not made one yet. (laughs) But at the right time, you will see God's hand move. But you must be patient for it. Friend, I'm going to give you seven steps right now to petitioning God. Number one, trust in the Father's goodness, knowing he will provide for you. Romans 12.3, Philippians 4.19, James 1.17. Number two, meditate on the scriptures that pertain specifically to what you're believing for and have scriptures to back it up. Romans 10.17, Jeremiah 29.11, Joshua 1.8. Number three, build up your faith in the area of your need. Hebrews 11.6, Jude one twenty. Number four, check your heart for sin issues or condemnation and make sure you are confident when you pray. 1 John 1.19, 1 John 5.14-16. Come boldly to the throne of grace. That's number five, Hebrews 4.16. Number six, expect to receive your answer when you pray mark 11:24 you must believe when you pray not when you receive not in the sweet by and by number 7 continually thank the father for what he has already granted you until you see the manifestation hebrews 11:1 1, philippians 4:16 Friend, I like to give the scriptures to back up what I'm saying. I'm just not making this stuff up. I'm using scripture and verse for your faith. Now, let's say you want to pray and you're praying for a car. You're praying for a vehicle. You want to get to work and back. God cares about this. He cares about every one of your needs. Some religious folk will say, no, you can't ask God for a car. When other people are starving in Africa, he has bigger needs than that. Friend, God really cares about you and he cares about your needs. He cares intimately, but be specific when you pray. Believe for the car you want, including the color. Be specific. If someone asks you what kind of car you're believing for, don't shrug your shoulders and say nothing in particular, because that's what you're going to get, nothing in particular. So let me give you an example of how I would pray if I was trying to believe the Lord for a car. I'd say, Lord, you know I have need of a motor vehicle, and you know my heart better than anyone. This is the kind of car I would like, and I would describe it in detail, including the color, as I said. But I want your perfect choice for me. Your word says that you will meet my needs in Philippians 4.19. So right now I ask for and believe I receive your perfect will for my vehicle in Jesus' name. And I will continue to thank you until the day it manifests. Amen. When you pray this way, you can be confident that God's perfect choice for you will be manifest in his timing and his way. The how and the when is up to him. It is not up to you, my friend. He knows deep down what you really want. You might be praying for one specific thing, but God has something better lined up. So when you pray and ask for his perfect will, you keep the door open for him to move in a way that surpasses even your expectations. Friend, notice the way that I prayed. I thank God. I came with specifics. I used scripture to back up what the Lord said and showed him his promise. I then thanked him until the day it manifests. This is the way that we should pray. Not coming in wishy-washy and vague and not being specific. We should be confident. 
Friend, it's time to be real. We're not practicing some wishy-washy faith. We live in a real world with real problems and real issues. This is why it's paramount that we know how to pray for God's best, being confident that you will receive and have the patience to see it manifest. Mark 11:24 says, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Friend, there's a lot of use in that sentence. A lot of prayer depends on us. It depends on us believing in God's goodness, having the faith to believe for it, and the patience to wait for His perfect will. Friend, if this particular teaching has touched or impacted you, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your personal testimony of when you trusted in God and when you believe for something and it came through. These testimonies encourage other people and I love to share them. Please go to our website. Write me an email. It can be a question. It can be a prayer need. Just send me an email. I would love to hear from you. doesn't matter where you are in the country. You don't have to be in Denver. You don't have to be near us. Please come and contact us on our website. Never underestimate the power of prayer. God has answered so many of my prayers down the years, and some prayers I'm glad he didn't care to answer. We need to trust him, stand on his promises, and see those promises come to pass. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.